You're listening to Unleashed by Nonstop Dogware, the podcast where you get inspirational stories and useful knowledge from dog lovers all over the world. This is your host, Jeanette. Today's guest is actually the fastest 5K runner in the whole world. Assisted by his dog Blake, Ben Robinson from the UK, beat the world record with the time at 12 minutes, 24 seconds. I met him at the World Championships in Connecross in Sweden some months ago to find out how he is training. After day one, he was already more than 30 seconds ahead of number two. How is that possible? Uh, it's a combination of factors. Um, so I just had a really good preparation. Um, we started uh, preparing for this race in the spring. Um, so throughout the summer, I did whatever I could with Blake in terms of like heat acclimatization. Um, and obviously in the end, we actually had slightly warmer temperatures than expected, but Blake was able to deal with those. Obviously, I'm very lucky that Blake's an exceptional dog. Um, and just a massive sort of athletic preparation myself uh, as well away from Canny Cross and then just put the two together and uh, yeah the result was pretty good for us. There's a lot of good runners out there but you seem to be uh, one step ahead all the time. How are your training? Yeah so I mean I train um, in athletics and Canny Cross obviously with the dog um, so a lot of my training will be on my own but at the same time, I place a great importance on sort of working with Blake. So I think we've seen in the past, like some really strong athletes, but then maybe don't have the bond with the dog. Um, so all the time, you know, even when I'm training, say an average week where I'll train most of the time myself, um, I'm with Blake walking him, whether that's on lead, whether it's off lead, um, scooter training, free running, you know, I'm always with him. He lives at home uh, with the family as well. Uh, so I think it's a combination of my athletic ability, obviously his incredible ability as a as a sports sled dog, um, and then still keeping that bond, uh, an importance on that bond. How does a normal uh, week look for the two of you? Uh, so an average week, I would run most days, uh, maybe maybe the odd rest day, uh, so one day off, uh, probably two two interval sessions for myself, um, and a, a one hills based session, and then one long run, and then the rest of the runs just made up sort of a little bit of recovery work. Uh, for Blake in season, probably between three or four harness specific sessions, um, which would mostly be scooter uh, with the, just the occasional bike session as a speed um, and maybe the occasional canny cross just to get my legs you know, used to it, certainly in season. Um, and then he'll have a couple of free runs with the rest of the team, uh, the rest of the team dogs. So they're all free runners as a group. So they run hard together. And then a couple of days where he'll walk uh, on, on harness. So use obviously the half harness, so shoulder harness for him, but he will pull. Um, so I always let him pull on the walk. So that's sort of like a high resistance session for him. Um, and then I always give the dogs at least one rest day, um, sometimes two if I feel they need it, but a complete rest day where they're only at home, only in the garden, nothing at all, no walk, no run, um, because I think there's a, a lot of importance on a recovery for the dog as well. Do you have any breaks throughout the year, like a week or a month or something like this with alternative training? Yeah, I'll always try and find uh, a couple of stages in the in across a year, say a calendar year, where we have a few weeks of you know no structured training. We just sort of do what we feel like, uh, just enjoy time together, just the free run in the walk, but no, nothing else. Um, it will depend a little bit where that fits on the seasons. Um, that's quite a hard thing to manage. Obviously, I manage my own training around like an athletic season and cross country and road running, and then we've got um, obviously for Blake, there's the domestic season at home. And then there's an international season and they don't always agree. So a lot of the time it's it dictated to by that a little bit. Um, but we'll always try and find some time to, to rest too, yeah. And how is it for you two to rest? 
Um, yeah, we're quite active still. I mean, Blake, he will accept it for maybe a day or two of complete rest. He's used to that, obviously, in the week setup that I described earlier. But he, after that, he'll want to he'll want to do something. He'll get quite pent up. Um, so yeah, there has to be some activity in there, light activity. If he thinks he's been out, free ran a little bit. Um, so more a little rest for the mind. You know, I take him away from the harness work, so he's not having to think. He's just doing what he wants to do. If that's run hard, he can, and not for me. Uh, a little bit easier, obviously. I've got the family at home, so rest from running is is okay. But I'm busy in other ways. They'll keep me busy, the kids, and just some time to spend with the family is nice as well. After sort of a really intense preparation. How is running with a dog different than running just by yourself? Uh, it's it is different and it isn't. I mean, I obviously run track. What I generally find is I just run. It's like me running like a much much shorter distance. So sort of my effort in Canny Cross with Blake would maybe be like sort of my my 400 to 800 meter running but obviously the addition of Blake just means I can keep that pace going for much much longer you know up to up to 5k distance um my 5k sort of time is probably equivalent to about my 800 meter time without him so sort of a flat out two minutes he keeps me doing it for for 12 13 minutes and you and Blake you had the fastest 5k time ever can you tell us about that day yeah, so we weren't really sure what we could do. Um, I knew we could run under 13 minutes, but I wasn't really sure how much um, and just sort of really fancied an attempt at, at going at the 5K distance hard. Um, obviously, we picked a, a good fast course for it um, and just, just yeah, really had a go, just just went out hard. Um, he was in really good shape and, yeah, I was just really pleased. We ran 12.24 in the end. Um, interestingly, I think there's a little bit more to come maybe even in the last kilometer, we had to go back past some of the early starters and I had to go quite wide with him off the track onto grass. Um, so I'd like another go, uh, in the near future. He's in good shape this year. He's really matured. Wow. Now he's coming up to four in January. Um, so I think if I can get my shape, uh, in a good place for next season, um, then maybe we'll have another attempt. What's the best age for a conic cross dog? Do you know what? I don't think I really know the answer yet. Uh, Blake is, as I said, coming up to four in January, and I would say he's improved the whole time to date. Uh, I think he's the fittest he's been at the moment. He's really matured. He's stronger. I've been able to do more training with him um, this year than I have before, keeping him in excellent condition. Um, so I'm just really excited to find out if there is any more from him. Um, I think next year can be as strong, if not stronger. Um, so hopefully... You know, he can even improve from there. But I, I would say he's come approaching, you know, peak. So I think three to four. And it's just a case of obviously holding that fitness for as long as possible. So hopefully a good few years left of uh, Blake at top performance. Are you thinking of getting another dog to get ready for uh, when he's retired? Yeah, so obviously we've got a team at the moment. Um, my other large uh, European sled dog, Nero, has been coming on really well. So in preparation this year... Uh, I prepared them mostly on scooter, as I've said, and a lot of their training sessions, they were neck and neck. Uh, in the end, I trusted Blake just for what he'd do in the championship. Um, but Canny Cross, I'm very similar with Nero, so he's good backup. Uh, I've got my smaller girls who I can't run quite as fast in sort of the short distance sprint because they're a lot smaller. They're sort of 20 and 24 kilos. Um, and Sophie's sort of 26, 27. But we have now got uh, two sons of Blake. So we bred Blake and Sophie ourselves at home and uh, both myself and my father have kept a pup. So we've got two of Blake's sons. Uh, they're just six months old. So we're hoping that they'll follow in his footsteps as well. How do you work with a puppy and a young dog to prepare them for this sport? 
So to date, uh, for the first six months, I've just really let them be a puppy. So he's just at home. He's, uh, as are others, he's he's with the family. Uh, the most he's done in terms of a preparation is just come with the team to the odd training session. So he's used to traveling with us in the van. He's used to seeing them get excited, seeing them have the harness on, see them run. Uh, but he's done no specific preparation. He's just obviously done some short walks and a, a short amount of free running with them. Uh, but after this preparation, I'll go home and sort of by the end of this year, I'll just start some very short runs with him. I like to do his first run just to assess where he's at, just him on his own. So I won't take him with any of the team. Uh, I'll take him on his own, try just 100, 200 meters and see what he does. And then really I'll vary his sessions then. Some he'll see the others, some he'll follow the others, some he'll go on his own. Um, I like the dogs to be able to do anything, prep Blake in the same way and just gradually build the distance up so that hopefully uh, beginning of next season, um, after sort of a summer of light preparation, he can he can debut uh, in Canicross. Do you ever train like longer distances than what you run the competitions or do you stay at around 5k? Yeah, I'll always go a little bit over. Uh, so as with my own prep, you know, I don't like the five kilometer to be the maximum as I think it, it leaves a little bit of a weakness towards the end of a trail, particularly if it's been a challenging trail. Um, so Blake would have certainly prepped some sessions up to 6k or just beyond. For the other dogs, my smaller dogs, I do do a lot further. So um, my girls, I've ran as far as sort of 13, 14K in harness. Um, and hopefully in the future, I'd like to sort of run half marathon with them and maybe even look at events such as like the TDM, uh, where it's multiple events across the week. Uh, so they will do a lot further. But yeah, Blake's certainly above distance, but not too much. When Blake is running, is like full speed from the start, but he cannot go for that pace for like 14 kilometers or something. Do you have uh, a command or something to tell him that? This time you can slow down a little bit? I think it's certainly possible. Um, obviously, I've got friends in the sport that have done that. Certainly, I mentioned TDM, and obviously, I know a lot do call the dog off for, for downhills and that. Um, it's not something I've tried to do with Blake. Um, I'm quite happy that sort of that 6K plus preparation leaves him in a good place for the 5K racing that we'll do. Um, so he's sort of all or nothing. He is, he is all out. Um, with the girls, you can control them a little bit easier. Yeah, they're, they're the way they've trained and that their their mindset's a bit calmer. Certainly, Nova, our smallest hound, um, she's from a middle distance kennel, so her mindset is she's always pulling, she's always working well, but her mindset is sort of for the long haul. So she's she's in it for the long run. She'll run all day, um, but she's not necessarily really really pushing everything she's got in the early stages. She's just happy to get out there, get running, and and keep running. How is it to run with such a big and such a fast dog? You seem to be like flying up the hills and downhill it looks quite scary yeah actually with Blake I feel in unison quite well with him um I mean Blake in race shape is only about 28 kilos so actually versus a lot of the other top teams um he's a little bit smaller and I think that helps me quite a lot so I've been able to see the differences running him versus say Nero at 34 kilos and corners downhills I can make a lot of time with Blake because I'm able to run flat out so as we talked about earlier I don't slow him I don't attempt to slow him on the downhill and I can still make the downhills quite well um, but it certainly feels like a sprint when we get to those technical sections. I guess running technique is uh, quite important when it comes to kind of cross how do you train this and what's important to keep in mind? Yeah, running technique is massively important and I've always been a firm believer with Canicross that core stability work is hugely important as well because obviously the dogs are always pulling us away from that sort of ideal core setup and position we'd be normally in. Um, so I do a lot of core work just to be able to hold good running form um, and just a lot of sort of running based drills in training, um, in warm up, 
and that for main sessions. So I've been running since a teenager. So I put a lot of emphasis on that to be able to run well. And then a really good uh, core stability preparation to stay in, in that form when the dog starts to really pull you. Can you give us some specific uh, exercises, some examples? Uh, yeah, so for for core raise, uh, for uh, core stability exercises, sorry, um, anything really you want to look at doing uh, limb to torso based exercises. Um, so things like leg raises um, can be really good, and ab ball sort of uh, rollouts, things like that, and then also like planks, any static sort of core stability where you hold the position. Try trying to avoid uh, common exercises like sit ups and crunches because actually they're not so good for the core. It's more about um, you know, there's a lot of spinal uh, flexion there, which is obviously something actually we want to avoid. So try to focus on the limb to torso movements and the static isometric hold exercises. Have you ever had any injuries? I have, yeah. Um, so I've been fairly lucky since starting in Canny Cross, but as a youngster, I had various sort of injuries. But when I look back, they were probably more down to sort of growing pains um, and things like that. Since coming into Canny Cross, um, nothing really specific to Canny Cross. I've just been unlucky, sort of two years, one year, uh, a break in the foot, but it was just literally hitting a hitting a stone, unlucky uh, timing on the trail, um, and sort of a tendon issue in the foot as well, which possibly was just related to sort of tightness in sort of the lower limb um, from a lot of trail running, but not not anything Canny Cross specific, luckily. And now we have been running uh, the World Championship and that's a big competition and everybody have uh, expectations that you are going to win. Do you ever get nervous? Yeah, I do get nervous um, and, you know, I'm okay with that. Nerves are good. Um, I couldn't run what I run at the championship in training because just the lack of adrenaline and, and nerves. But I've always as well been good at controlling those nerves and know that really, you know, the race is down to me and Blake. No one can affect me and Blake on the day. So when I get nervous, I just remember that. I think, you know, I'm here and people think that for a reason. And I just got to get on the trail with Blake and just do what we both do and deliver. I would like to know a bit about your race prep. How, uh, how do you prepare the days before a competition and the day of a competition? Uh, okay, yeah. So the days before, um, the, obviously I'll taper down. So a lot of the time, um, obviously my running will be less, Blake's running will be less. Um, a couple of days before, certainly a major competition, um, Blake will do very little. So I will literally keep him quiet, keep him calm, keep him with me again so he's happy in the environment, um, but just keep him very quiet, walks only, um, short walks only. For myself, always just a little bit of a jog the day before, so just a little bit of a jog, a few sort of fast strides just to get the legs moving. Um, and then on the morning, just try and keep calm really just try and keep as much normal as I can just um, hydrate massively um, a lot of hydration a lot of good nutrition good meal night before good breakfast and then you know a, a good warm-up for myself um, and the dog nice walk around in the morning together um, and then yeah sort of a, a more intense warm-up for myself probably about half an hour before um, a little bit more of a jog faster run and some drills and then yeah just get out and get ready to go do you warm up together with Blake or uh, do you warm up separately? Uh, I'll warm up separately. I'll give Blake a, a walk initially, say maybe 40 minutes before, get him out, give him a good walk. And then he'll he'll pop back away to rest a little bit longer. Um, I'll warm up myself and then again, a good sort of 10 minutes before the race, say, then I'll be together with Blake, um, walking, waiting and just, yeah, getting ready to go. And how important is the warm up? 
the warm-up's massively important, uh, even more so for canny cross, I think, than, than running in general, uh, because obviously of that max effort thing, you know, the dogs don't know pacing, the dogs don't know starting slow, building into anything, so you can never do that. Uh, the dog's going to go flat out from the start, and they're going to force you to go flat out from the start, so both from an injury risk perspective and also from a performance perspective, you know, to not warm up would just feel horrendous you probably wouldn't hit the same pace at all that we do um, and there'd obviously be a huge huge injury risk to both myself and the dog and also after the competition i guess you're doing a cool down yeah so i'll stay with blake initially make sure blake walks around again for a similar period of time to before so that that sort of an, uh, 10 minutes 15 minutes afterwards I'm, i'm with blake making sure blake's okay um keep him moving so he doesn't stiffen up at all uh make sure he's had water and it, and he's happy and then when i'm comfortable with that he can go away and rest and i'll get my own cool down done which would be a, a couple of kilometers jogging just very very easy um and trying to stop the legs being too sore for the next day especially when it's two-day competitions yeah like here at the world championships there is two days in a row and that must be quite hard Yeah, that's been extremely challenging, especially this time round, because we came straight from Belgium as well. So we were Belgium for the European Championships. We had two days of racing. And on the second day, we had a, f- a second race as well in the relay. Um, and then we had about three days between, including traveling from Belgium to Sweden. And then we've raced two more days, had a day off yesterday, luckily. And then we're back for the relay today for one last uh, show. What do you do the day in between? Uh, yesterday in between that it was just a case of a light jog Um, obviously overall I wanted to sort of uh, enjoy the rest day watch the rest of the competition and really try and clear the legs a little bit Um, but it did just get out for for a little jog Um, we had a little look at the relay trail actually just so we were familiar with that um, and use that to try and loosen the legs a little bit um, and get ready for today yeah you're running uh, the relay in a couple of hours are you excited Yeah, I'm massively excited for the relay. Um, I've always loved the relay. It's really excited. It's great team spirit. We can come together and actually compete together. Um, obviously, a lot of athletes have finished their competition as well and are on the sidelines just supporting their nation. So I feel the buzz is normally the biggest you've seen all weekend. Um, and this year, especially, we've got some really, really fast teams in there. Everybody seems to have focused on the relay and put strong teams out. Um, so I think it's going to be a really good race. And it's a must start Usually you start one by one. Now it's a must start. Uh, what's the challenges or uh, the good things about the must start? The excitement. Uh, it's really exciting. Obviously for spectators, um, it's great. They love must start. For us, it's about safety. Obviously we've got to try and get away safely. Um, so hopefully we can just find good space. Hopefully you know they give us good space on the start line. Um, and then for me personally, it's just about getting a quick start. So I'll always start fairly fast with Blake anyway. And I just want to try and get a quick start, get out of the way of any sort of potential danger tangles, anything like that, um, and try and control the race from the front. Um, but as I say, we got sort of the top uh, or three of the top four uh, from Canny Cross Elite Men will take the start in relay today. So I think it will be hotly contested to get that front. You are uh, going home with uh, some medals this year as well. Now you have been winning the World Championship twice and also the European uh, Championships twice. What's your next goal? So my immediate next goal uh, at home will be the British Championship. So we go straight back and we've got the first race of that in four weeks' time. Um, That's a series of races, uh, three series over the rest of this season now. Um, So just stretching into the new year as well. And we have to compete at least two out of the three of those weekends uh, to score in the British Championship. So I'll be going for my sixth consecutive British title. 
uh, and that will be Blake's third as well, attempt at third. So that's the immediate goal. And could you tell us how does the British uh, tryouts work for the uh, for the World Championships? Because you have a lot of good runners. Yeah, so those races it will be three weekend races, um, so two two day races, so six races in total. Uh, your best four from six scores will will count, um, and that will rank you um, within each of the classes. Um, and then obviously, if the subscription level is high for next European and World Championships next uh, autumn, then that ranking will be used to select the the British team. And you have been a part of uh, the team for some years now, and. The sport uh, develops. What do you think Canicross will look like in five years, ten years? I think it will be a huge sport. Um, it's getting massively more popular. Um, the ease of the sport obviously is appealing to people. You know, one dog, um, yourself and some good equipment and you're there. People love to run with the dog. I think people find it exciting. I think it motivates people to get out there. So I think we'll see a lot of people. We're seeing a, a huge growth in, in the UK and you can see it like worldwide as well. Um, so I think there'll be a lot of people and I think it will be very competitive as well. Yeah, the level seems to be quite hard. You guys uh, at the top of the result list, you uh, you train really seriously? Absolutely, yeah. We approach it uh, really seriously. Um, you know, we've got massive goals. It's really competitive at the moment um, in, like we said, in UK um, and abroad. And I think, yeah, that's only going in one direction. So I think that will get stronger. I think we'll get more guys at the top um, and we'll see some really exciting racing in the next few years. What does Canicross mean to you and having a dog, of course? Uh, Canicross means everything to me now. Uh, you know, it's my goal um, to just try and be the best I can, try and be the best ever. Um, so my goals don't stop at one championship. I want to try and run all the dogs successfully across all distances, all trains. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't be without a dog at home either. You know, all the dogs are, are family dogs, uh, pets at home with us and the children. Um, and that's important to us as well. You know, we love them as pets first and sport dogs after that. Everybody have some things they can improve to get even better. You seem to have reached uh, quite a high level now, but uh, is there any specific areas you would like to be even better at? Yeah, I think uh, I, think I can still improve. Um, certainly on maybe short distance on track. Um, so a couple of the injuries I mentioned earlier put me out of sort of some track seasons. So although I got good preparation nearer the championship, I didn't get the track season that I want. So I think I could work on sort of my speed, um, on the track on shorter distance and hopefully help me sort of in those early stages and just being a bit more comfortable at that max speed. Um, so I still believe we can go faster, um, and I'll be working hard to try and prove that's right. And as far as I know, you're also coaching others. Yeah, that's been really nice. So I started that about two years ago, following the World Championships in Poland, started getting athletes on board um, and helping them achieve goals as well. Um, and have coached sort of on and off around about 20 athletes. Um, so mainly with sort of an online support, online programming, so they can sort of structure their own training um, and make make progress and sort of as well, like one-to-one -one chat advice in terms of like the dog preparation and just a mental preparation as well, approaching the championships. Um, and everybody sort of got on with that really well. Uh, we've seen a lot of people make personal bests and achieve things they set out to. Um, and, you know, we've even started to see some medals now at an international level from some of the guys I coach. So I'm really proud of all of them um, from top to bottom, um, just for getting out there and putting the effort in and achieving what they wanted to achieve. Is this something you would like to do more of and develop even further in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I'd, I'd love to um, work more with athletes, coach more athletes. Um, and training camps is something, although we haven't done yet, that we are considering and looking at um, both in the UK and abroad. Um, and yeah, it's definitely something I'd want to move more into and, and work more, more with. Do you get many questions on social media and uh, in person? Yeah, always get a lot of questions. Yeah, um, always highlighted at championships. People messaging you just want to know, you know, a lot of what we've talked about today, just your preparation, just your motivation and how you sort of approach these things. Um, and yeah, everybody wants to talk. It's really good. Um, it's a good opportunity to speak to people across the world um, and just help and try and grow the sport. And when we talk about motivation, do you ever get uh, sick and tired of doing this or is it always fun? No, I'm never tired of it. I mean, I'll reach a point where I want a break and just want a little bit of time with the family. I mean, obviously this preparation, uh, the le weeks leading up to this, you know, I had to prioritize preparing to be at this level. Um, and then I've been away now two weeks. Um, so it'll be a, a chance to go home and I'll just spend some time with the family, have a few weeks where I don't put training first. Um, but the motivation will return and I'll be ready to come back and do it another year. There is one question we ask everybody on this podcast, and that is, if you had to do another sport with your dog, what would it be and why? That is a good question. Um, am I allowed to say scooter? Mm, no. <laughs> so Something without the harness. Okay. If possible. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. Um, yeah, there's not... Too many other things I think Blake would take too well. Um, I don't think he'd do obedience or agility or anything like that. So I'd probably just say it would still have to involve running. Um, so I'd probably go with Scooter. I'm not too good on the Scooter myself, but he still takes to it pretty well. So I'd go with that. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join us uh, on this podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been great to be here. Um, and then, yeah, I'm looking forward to let's get out and sort of finish this show at the World Championships in the relay now. Good luck. Thank you. You've been listening to Unleashed by Nonstop Dogware. If you have questions, feedback, or ideas for guests or topics to cover, please email us at unleashed at nonstopdogware.com. You can also follow Unleashed Pod on Instagram or visit nonstopdogware.com for more content. Remember to subscribe for more episodes.